0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, his church, and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well you can see on our uh, I can't think Ricky. What do you call that? The screen. Thank you. (laughs) Mental blank. I knew it was something. (laughs) On the screen. There's a saying there, and actually, I had to ask my daughter where it came from. That shows you I'm really old. And it's John Mayer, he wrote the song. And it's called uh, Heaviest, is it? Someone will tell me, Things Heavier. Am I the only one who knows that? I'm a genius. <laughs> Hang on. I, I'm really a genius. You didn't know that? It's called Daughters. And it's John Mayer, and it's track eight, I think, Kimberly said, or track nine? And it's uh, something heavier. Things get heavier, or heavier things, or something. Thank you. I'm a genius tonight. Wow! I thought you were. Oh, because I didn't know where it came from. So there you go. Now I know. I know a girl, and she puts the color inside of my world. And I want to announce right at the very beginning of what I'm going to say is, you are that girl. You are that girl. You have been created and born of God to put colour into life. Hasn't it been dark and drab and dreary because the sun's not shining, the rain's been pouring, the wind's been blowing? It was dark at 3.30 the other day in the afternoon. But we can put colour into other people's lives because God has put colour in our life. We need to colour our world. We need to colour our church. We need to colour our family. We need to put colour into our friends. We need to put colour into the community, the neighbourhood, where you live, down your street, up your street, across from your street needs to be colour that is born of God. And I want us to look tonight at Romans in chapter 16, if you would turn with me there book of Romans and chapter 16. Just two verses. And it says this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Kentria. And I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been a great help to many people including me. This woman was a woman of colour. This woman was a woman who had colour in her life that was born from God. This woman was a woman who took that colour and gave it to others around around about her and made a difference in their lives. The name Phoebe actually means radiant and bright. Who would like to be radiant and bright? You know, today tonight I could have worn all black but I thought I'd put on a splash of colour, and who else put on a splash of colour? There's a lady over there, and she's got a red scarf for a splash of colour. We don't like it when it's drab and dreary, do we? We will even say of people, they've got a very sunny disposition. We talk about colour, don't we? It's a happy day. We think of colour. We like colour in our life. And so we need to put colour into people's lives. We need to put the effervescence and the joy of Jesus Christ into other people's lives. We need to speak into other women's lives and talk about the peace of God and the joy that He brings and the enthusiasm and the excitement that we can have in our life. The last thing I have ever wanted in my life was to live a boring life. I can't bear boring, I hate things being the the same, I like to change, I'm the rearranger of the furniture and I like to do things differently and we never have the same meal on a Monday the next Monday and I just hate that and a friend of mine said to me, I'm so glad you don't change your husband like you do, you change your furniture. (laughs) She said you'd have like thousands of husbands behind you. And I said, well, if you're on a good thing, you just stick to that one. But the rest, let's change. Let's change. Let's change. Want to put colour. We don't want boring. God does not want us to live a boring Christian life. It's boring for you. It's boring for those around you. And it's boring for God. God is full of colour. He lives in eternal light. The Word of God is full of colour. The Garden of Eden would have been so colourful. All the plants, all the flowers, all the trees. You look at Noah in the ark. He's in an ark for nearly 12 months with rain pouring and there's a flood and there's nowhere for the ark to land. But what did God do at the end of that journey? He popped this rainbow into the sky, full of colour. I bet they went, thank goodness for that some colour. God wants us to have colour in our life. And this woman, Phoebe, whose name means radiant and bright, she brought colour into people's lives as she served them. Imagine having the Apostle Paul commend you. Oh my goodness. No no one's excited? Okay. (laughs) I would be. I mean, you know, if you write a book, people get those commendations at the beginning and so you might pick up a book and you go, oh, I don't know if it's any good. But then you read, you read there in the beginning that Pastor Brian Houston recommended and Pastor Jack Hayford recommended and Tony and Kath Rainbow recommended. You go, I think I'll get that book. I know those people. If they recommend it, I'm going to buy that book. Do you do that? Yeah. What, no one goes to Kurong here? <laughs> Come on. Yes, you do. The Apostle Paul commends this woman. He introduces her to the church at Rome. This is a high commendation. This is the Apostle Paul. This isn't just the 12th, the 5th, the 16th disciple or apostle here. This is the Apostle Paul commending this woman, Phoebe, and saying to the church at Rome, this woman is full of colour. This woman is full of life. This woman is full of passion and excitement about her God. And she's coming to you. She's coming to your church. And he's saying, accept her receiver because she's going to do you good. Next he says, I commend to you our sister, Phoebe he named who she was she was our sister and the wonderful thing today is even when I got my little text message about how long I could speak for it had on the end sister and it was S-I-S-T-A took me a few minutes to work out what it was but I got it (laughs) it. I'm getting quite text savvy I don't know what the rectangles are though at the end of the thing I'll have to find if you know you know when someone signs off. is that a hug and a kiss it's just a rectangle, is it? Does that mean I'm square? I don't know. I'm a rectangle. I will fix that up after if someone's got the answer, I'd be really pleased. Or it may be my phone that doesn't work properly. I don't know. Is that what it is? Is that what? How embarrassing. <laughs> I have wondered what those rectangles are. Anyway, I've got sister at the end of mine. You and I are all a part of the family. How are you? Happy to have me as your sister? Judy and that was it are you happy to have me as your sister now ask me if I'm happy to have you as your sister yes (laughs) we're all sisters together why why because we have the same father so we have the same father the heavenly father is your father and my father because we've been washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We know what it is to have Jesus as our Saviour. We know what it is to experience salvation. We know what it is to, to, to experience freedom. And so now, not only are we family, we are sisters. And so the Apostle Paul, as he's writing to this church in Rome, he says, I commend you our sister. What a wonderful thing it is to do life with sisters. I've got one sister. Now, she's really cute. You think I'm cute and noisy. <laughs> I'm the quiet one in our family. Truly, I am. She is really, she goes off. She goes really off, really, really off. She's my, but she's still my sister. She's still my sister. And there's a bond between you and I. There's a big bond between this side and that side, which is the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the heavenly Father himself that says we are sisters. And do we really know who we are? It's so important that we know who we are. You know, the world tells us one thing and someone else tells us something else and we compare ourselves with this one and that one and they don't do it like we do it or we don't do it like they do it. and So it goes on and on and on and it can cause so many difficulties in our lives and in the lives of others. But we need to know that we are daughters of the living God. We need to know that we're children of the living God. We need to know that we are family and a family sticks together in our family it is all for one and one for all and if something goes wrong we all gather together if someone's moving house we all gather together if it was just left to the to, to that one couple they wouldn't be able to move their house but you get all those Benitham boys together hey we can move it move it move it move it this comes from madagascar motu motu i say it twice because i'm twice as nice Don't you think I watch cartoons? (laughs) My favourite at the moment is Turbo. I can't put snail bait down in the garden anymore. (laughs) Poor little Turbo. I mean, I just can't do it. Paul says tread on. I I just, I can't. Let them live. It could be Turbo. I just, (laughs) these little engine trying to win the race. I can't do it. I can't do it. Romans 15 says this. In chapter 5, may the God who gives us endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves. We need to, as a a family, has to be unified. There has to be a unity in a family and we are family of sisters here tonight and there needs to be a unity amongst us so that as we follow Jesus Christ so that with one heart and with one mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This Christian life is not about us, it's about Him. It's about the Father. It's about Jesus. It's about everything that we say and do, glorifying Him and bring honor unto Him. Listen to verse 7. It says, Accept one another, then just as Jesus Christ accepted you. Why? In order to bring praise to God. Oh, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we're about. You need to know that you're accepted. You need to know that you are God's child, Christ's friend, that you have been justified. You need to know that you have been bought with the price and belong to God. You need to know that you are a member of Christ's body. You need to know that you've been adopted as God's child. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You've been redeemed and forgiven of all your sins and that you are complete in Christ. That's colour. That's colour. That's colour. You need to know that you are secure. You're free forever from condemnation. You are assured that all things work together for good, that you're free from any condemning charges against you, that you cannot be separated from the love of God. You're established, anointed and sealed by God. You are hidden with Christ in God. You're confident that the good work God has begun in you will be perfected. You're a citizen in heaven. You've not been given a spirit of fear, but one of love and of power and a sound mind. You can find grace and... mercy in time of need. When you're in time of need, you run into the presence of God. Don't isolate yourself. Don't stay away from church. Don't stay away from your other sisters, but run into the presence of God. You've been born of God and the evil one cannot touch you. You are significant. That's colour. You are the salt and the light of the earth. You're a branch of the true vine. You've been chosen, appointed to bear fruit. You're a personal witness of Christ. You're God's temple, a minister of reconciliation. You're seated with Christ in the heavenly realm. You're God's workmanship. You may approach God with freedom and confidence. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's colour. That's colour. We need to colour our world. We need to colour our, the lives around about us. I want to read to you a very powerful scripture. I love it. I hope you do too. That speaks about unity. Who's old enough to remember the song, they rush on the city, they run on the walls? Oh, good. there's. Oh, good. Well done. That's it. They, this could be our moment, Kath. We've been dying to sing for years. <laughs> this could be it. <laughs> I think this really could be our moment. Listen to this. This is what unity does. If we understood, you know, they got that film, The Band of Brothers? We want the band of sisters. Yeah. Well, we just stick together through thick and thin. Where we, just, we just said, well, I'm with you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to walk through this thing with you. We need to have that unity. We need to have that just stickability together that we're not going to let any one of our sisters go, but we're going to see them through. Unity is really powerful. And in Joel in chapter two, it's talking about an army of locusts. Wow, locusts. And we used to sing that song thinking it was about people until we grew older and found out we we're, lo- we're singing about locusts. But anyway, it was a great song. Joel chapter 2. But instead of thinking about the locusts, this is us, a band of sisters, what we can do, the colour that we can bring into other people's lives. And it says this: Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord was coming. God was letting loose these locusts who knew how to walk together and advance together in unity. They didn't break rank. Once they were in their formation, they just marched on and they caused devastation upon the land because of their unity. Locusts aren't that big. But when you get them all together, and we know of locust plagues in this country, it causes trouble. It brings about devastation. It's not the size of their little teeth. It's not their own size, but it's the unity that they have together. And no matter how small you might feel, no matter how useless you might feel, no matter how worthless you might feel, God says that you are my child, that I love you. I have put color into your life and you will band together, you will be amazed what you you can do and so here it says, in verse three, it says, before them, that's before us, before these locusts, the fire devours, behind them a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the garden of Eden. But after they've been through, it's a desert waste and nothing escapes them. They even have the appearance of horses. They gallop along like cavalry. We haven't got time to go into this, but you might feel worthless. You might feel useless in your own self, but you can do all things through Jesus Christ and you will have the Appearance of a mighty stallion because whatever the girl horse is called, a mighty girl horse, mare. Thank you, a mighty mare. <laughs> a girl horse. <laughs> I lived on a farm too. It's really hard to tell, isn't it? <laughs> my sister had a horse. I didn't. I had a sheep. <laughs> Do you want to know his name? His name was Piffy. <laughs> Do you know what my dad? My, it's really sad. I used to get five pound every year because Dad would share him and I'd get the money. This is a bit of an aside here, but there you go. And then one day I came home, Peppy was gone. <laughs> Peppy then became a chop <laughs> and a leg of lamb. It was really sad. I was really, it wasn't, wasn't it? And the horse lived. I wasn't happy. Anyway, get him back. See, so I can be naughty. They had the appearance of horses and Peppy. And they gallop along like cavalry, this is you and I, with the noise like that of a chariot. Listen to this, we leap over mountaintops. Anyone got any mountains in their life? No, I'm definitely not a high jumper, you can tell by my build. I was more the tug of war girl or the one who cut the oranges I was really good at, you know, really good at that. But here it says that if we've got a mountain in our life, we can leap over the top of it and like crackling fire, they consume the stubble like a mighty arm drawn up for battle. And listen to this, for they charge like warriors. You are warrior women. You're not wimps. You're not weak. You're not useless. The Spirit of God is in you. That's colour. And God wants to use you. And He says that we are warrior. Warrior women's, and we can scale walls like soldiers. I am feeling so fit. I might go for a walk tomorrow. But I doubt it. (laughs) Tony and Kath walk my miles for me. I'm so proud of them. I take it on board. I feel for them in the morning, 5 o'clock. Then I roll over and go back to sleep. That's okay. (laughs) But they're looking good, aren't they? I just take another Kit Kat and hope for the best. Anyway getting back to it. They charge like warriors, scale the walls like soldiers. They march in line. Now listen to this. They march in line, not swerving from their course. This is really important. They do not jostle each other. There's a little bit of jostling that can go on. We shouldn't jostle each other. At each march, straight ahead, they plunge through defenses without breaking ranks. They rush on the city, they run on the wall, they climb into houses, and the Lord thunders at the head of, of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mighty are those who obey his command. That's color. We're a mighty, powerful force in here. And one person's excited. Okay. <laughs> I might take another 20 minutes. No, it won't. (laughs) You've got to to understand the colour that is in your life. You've got to understand what God has put in you and you don't know it. You just don't know it. That's why you've got to read the Word of God. That's why you've got to spend time in prayer. That's why you've got to be in church. You've got to be in fellowship. We've got to be together encouraging each other, lifting each other up so that we can do those things that God has asked us to do. Next in Romans, in chapter 16, Paul says that he calls her a servant. Phoebe is a servant. A servant is one who does the master's bidding. The thought around that was that there was an intent of pleasing the master. And, and, and the thought that comes from the eastern community was that these servants kicked up dust. In other words, they were so busy. They were so intent on pleasing the master that there was always a cloud of dust behind behind them. Do we have a cloud of dust behind us because we're so busy serving Jesus? Do we have a cloud of dust just there behind us because we are doing His bidding, that we're praying, that we're listening to Him, we're hearing Him, we are obeying Him, the promptings that the Holy Spirit gives us, we go and do them. Ladies, we've got to stir ourselves up. if We want, we want to see this, this church is in such a wonderful position. It really is the amount of people and, and, and you ladies being here tonight. But there's so much more for us all to do. But we just can't sit there and leave it to Kath and Tony. We just can't sit there and leave it to Elise who's down in the back doing the sound tonight. And then she sings. We've got to all wear and take a part in this. And we have to have dust coming off the back of us. There needs to be this cloud of dust that says, I am involved in this. I want to go to the next level. I want to go and witness to my neighbours. I want to stand up. I want to offer to make, no, I won't offer to make coffees. I'm terrible. But I'll, I'll serve the Pepsi Maxes and the Kit Kats. You know, we we need to do those things. You think I'm joking, don't you? I'll get Kit Kats in this church, don't worry. I'll I'll just slowly slide them in, don't worry. Everyone's drinking a lot more Pepsi Max than what they were. Yes. We need to be involved in the house of God. And so here she is, one that was a servant. In Philippians chapter 2, we won't take time to read it, but it says that Jesus humbled himself. He humbled himself and he took upon the form of a servant. Jesus declared, I did not come to be served, but to serve. If Jesus Christ took up a towel and washed his disciples' feet, if Jesus Christ took up his cross and went and died for you and I, how come we can't have a cloud of dust behind us? Jesus has done everything for us. He has gone far beyond whatever we could have ever hoped or ever imagined. He saved us. You and I are here tonight, alive and breathing, because of Jesus Christ. We're here tonight to testify of His goodness and His grace. We're here tonight and He saved us and washed us and healed us and cleansed us and gives us joy and gives us peace, life eternal. Here we are, we can sleep well tonight because of Jesus Christ. We need to serve Him. We have to serve Him. Why? Because we love Him. We're so grateful for what He's done for us. I mean, my goodness, if someone saves my life, do you think I'm not going to love them and thank them and send them Christmas cards and gifts and presents for what they've done for me? How much more Jesus, the Son of God, should we not lavish upon Him our service? Should we not lavish upon Him our hearts? Should we not lavish upon Him our love? And so too, because you are daughters of His. We are sisters together. We are family. We should be in unity. We need to lavish that same love, that same joy, that same peace, that same service to each and every one of us. And it's easy because we love him. Joy is spelt this way, J, Jesus first, Y, yourself last, and others in between. And we could sing that too, J-O-Y, (laughs) J-O-Y. This must surely be, Jesus first, yourself last, Others in between. Learned that I was 10, never forgotten it. Live my life by it. If I'm lacking joy, put Jesus. It's easy. I, I love the way God has made Christian life so easy that he brings it down to two or three words. I don't need a university degree. I don't have to work a computer. I don't have to understand great theological, exegetical exegetical, whatever it is, words. I don't have to know Greek. I don't have to know Hebrew. God just, Jesus just says, follow me. It's two words. Two words. He brings it down to this and we still don't get it. So you can walk into Kurong tomorrow morning and find book after book after book on how to follow Jesus. Because we don't get follow me. What is wrong with us? Is that easy? Follow me. Follow me. And so we serve him because he's a wonderful God. Lastly, it says here that uh, he, uh, he asked her to receive, Paul asked that the church in Rome receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any assistance, any help she may need from you. Because she has been, listen to this, she has been a great help to many people, including the apostle. Paul. What a woman! She's got two verses. What a woman! What a woman. Do you know what she did? I'll read it again to you. This is absolutely outstanding. You're going to be stunned. This is going to be unforgettable. This is what she did. This was her ministry. She was a great help. I'll repeat that again. You might not have got it. (laughs) Let me repeat again. I'll just read again. So that to give her any help she may need from you because she has been a what? How easy is that for you and I? You remember the woman that came to Jesus and knelt before him and broke that alabaster jar. Do you remember that? And she broke it and she anointed Jesus. And Jesus just said that for all time, people will remember that woman and they will remember what she did. And this is what Jesus said, because she did what she could How easy is that? Don't you love God? He makes it easy for us. This woman is mentioned in this book of Romans, given a commendation from the Apostle Paul. She has helped the Apostle Paul and her commendation, her recommendation was, her glory was that she was a great help. Why don't we just help if you think you can't, I've got no talent for this, and I'm not good at that, and oh, you speak. Nah. Did you know I do? Can I say that about my phone calls? I am so excited. I, I am really excited. I know it doesn't mean anything to us, but I'm so excited. I do a happy dance, <laughs> and I can sort of do that. Anyway, <laughs> as Kath alluded to before, as some of you know, my testimony from a fairly violent family background, and one night, Dad was going to shoot. He was going to shoot us, kill us, you know, knife us, whatever he was going to do. At least there was variety, I must admit. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) there was... I can look back now and smile. At the time, I was was hysterical. Um, But um, this was one night. He was was going to shoot us, and he was literally within a second of shooting us, and there were two policemen at the door. They knocked on the door, and my mum and mum said, come in, and it was all stopped, and naturally, we we did live. But a couple of days after, there was another very bad incident, and I was apparently... I was about 10, hysterical, ran down the paddocks, uh, we lived on a farm, screaming and crying, and you know, just hysterical. Woke up the next morning, and I started, and I started till I was 23. I was a Christian. I was prayed for, delivered. Um, what else can you do? Like it was everything. Interceded upon, you know, everything. Everyone tried everything. In fact, I used to come out the front so much. They go, "Oh, she's back again." It was, it was embarrassing. But you just, you just don't give up. And thankfully, when I was the age of 23, I was married. Uh, I had Ben. Ben was a baby. And God miraculously healed me. He just spoke into my life and healed me. And the Holy Spirit had spoken to me. I said, God, why can't you heal me? This is so humiliating and embarrassing. I was a really, really, really bad stutterer. And and, and the Holy Spirit said to me, you are so broken and so messed up on the inside. He said, until I get that fixed. He said, just getting healed from stuttering really isn't going to really do it. He said, you've got to really get some of this stuff tidied up or it's going to be an absolute chaos in your life. So there's so much brokenness, so much mess. <laughs> it took God 13 years. I was a fair bit there to deal with. And um, But there was one thing I never told anyone and I have been healed of it now for four weeks and I have carried it for 50 years. So do you want to know, Gave a knife and sick oh, Of course you do. Of course you want to know. So what had happened was... After that time, we lived out in... And I'll be really quick. We lived out in the country where you had to ring on the exchange thing and say where you lived. So I could never say my name. My name's actually Gaylene, So I used to say it was gay. And I lived at Norlunga, which I couldn't say. So I'd say I lived at Christie's Beach. So I was actually another person altogether. <laughs> and <laughs> and I remember Mum would always say, can you ring your grandma on the phone? And I'd go, oh, like... I just used to oh it it was just it was just horrendous and the exchange lady marlene who knew everything about everybody because everyone thought she listened in um she would just hang up at me and she'd say you stupid girl can't say your name what's wrong with you and i'm thinking well you know my grandma's number why don't you just ring it and give me a break but she never did so consequently i hated loathed could not didn't want to ever ring on the phone And when Paul and Marie were here, they used the word manage. There are things that are in our life that we manage and we don't ask God to deal with. And when they said that, I thought, oh, my goodness, that's me and my telephoning. Because I was fine because if I wanted my hair done, I'd actually drive to the hairdressers, make the appointment, go home and then come back for the appointment, or the same thing for the doctor. So I was managing things. If I was really stuck, I'd ask Paul and I'd give him a dollar. (laughs) He became really wealthy. But (laughs) I became quite poor. Give him a dollar and he'd make phone calls for me. He just laughed. He just thought it was funny. I'd say, oh, I'm really busy. You know, I always had a story. Always had, I, I manage things. Until I came to Victory Church. And well, while we were pastoring, there's always secretaries and PAs and it's good training for them to do phone calling, you know. I wanted to increase them in their gifting in God. Until I came to Victory Church with our very dear friends, Kath and Tony. So I'm quite relaxed. I'm enjoying Victory Church, actually, until the day arrived that we get this email to make phone calls. And I went and saw Kath, and I think the words I used was, I said, I don't do phone calls. She went, (laughs) and she walked away. (laughs) Like, I remember that. It's etched in my memory. I just went, I don't do... She just walked away. So I have now got this absolute... You've got no idea, the stress the heart rate, the thinking about it the night before. I get there in the morning, bright and early, got my Pepsi Max, my little. I'm even having Kit Kats early in the morning, Kath, <laughs> because of this. <laughs> Munching on a Kit Kat, got to get my strength up, my, I'm gunning, I'm going to do it. I can do all things through Jesus who strengthens I can do it, I can do it. I can't do it. I'll do a load of washing, I can do that. And at 7 o'clock, I'm still there, I can't do it. Then I go, Paul, do you think you could, you know, do you mind? Book you really nice tea, you know. <laughs> what, whatever it took. It just, well, I had to get those phone calls out. Anyway, but I, I honestly, I, I, I did make a few, not many, but I did make a few. I did make a few. And then one day I thought, what am I doing? A grown woman who can't make phone calls. So I went where I should have gone in the first place. Took it to the Lord and I said, God, what is wrong with me? Now He did have a list, but I'm very grateful. <laughs> I'm very grateful. He just Brought it down to one or two things. I went, whew, thank goodness. And see, that's the grace of God. That, that is. That's quite serious, actually, what I just said. That, that really is quite serious. That is the grace of God. There's heaps of things wrong with me. There's heaps of things in my life that need tidying up. But if God did it all at once, I would literally blow up. <laughs> so, so God, in his grace and his love and his mercy, says, we'll just, we'll just give her a bit of a break. This poor little girl we will give her a bit of a break. So the whole, I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, God, what is wrong with me? Please show me the root cause. See, oftentimes we fix things at this level. It's layer upon layer, but we don't get down to the root cause. What's the root cause? Anyway, I, I, I was waking up in the middle of the night and I really felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you are so ashamed of your identity. You are so ashamed of your name. You are so ashamed of you. You can't say your name. Because when, once I got going, I could ring people, but I could, still couldn't say my name. And people would say, well, who are you? And I'd go, oh... I've actually hung up on people because I just can't get it out. It's embarrassing. And you know what? I cried and cried pretty well all night. And I just said to God, touch me and heal me. You ready now? Happy dance. <laughs> it happened. Isn't God good? And I am ringing people. <laughs> I am I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> I get so this morning I rang two people. I just pick up the phone now. Hi, it's gave a knife and Anthony. how are you going. And they go good. I go good. Why I go. <laughs> Talking to them. Next one. I'm now just going and go. oh, I think I'll ring them. <laughs> I don't even have, I've got my list and I go off the list now. I'm just ringing people. Haven't got a can of Pepsi inside or a Kit Kat. <laughs> Nothing. Just, and I stand, I actually literally stand back and hear myself. And I, I'm not worried about don't even think about it. I'll just ring them, ringing them, ringing them, ringing them. Who are you? Hi, Gabe and Ethan here. I'm going to say it again because I like saying it. Hi, Gabe and Ethan here. <laughs> Is that cute? Now, I, now I'm over. I've really got to get up. 50 years I've carried that around. 50 years. That's terrible. Isn't it? 50 years. You know what? I felt lighter. I reckon I lost two kilograms. <laughs> I, I said to people, I feel lighter. Clothes didn't fit any better, but I felt lighter. So let's come to an end, shall we? Phoebe was a great help. What can you do for God? What can you do for this church? What can you do for your neighbourhood? What can you do in all these areas of ministry that are available in this church? Don't say, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. Just be a help. It's easy. Just be a help. What can I do to help you? Put away a chair. Okay, I can handle a chair. You might get you to make a phone call. Who knows? (laughs) But let's just be a help. And so I want us to stir ourselves up. We we, we can't just sit back and leave it to other people. If we're going to set this place, if we're going to set this area, if we're going to set this city, if we're going to set this nation of Australia, if we're going to set this world on fire, we've all got to be on board. We've all got to be stirred up on the inside. We've all got to be asking God, what can I do, Lord? God might say, just be a help. Go and speak to this one, ring that one, put an arm around someone, smile at someone, talk to them, encourage them. Say, how can I help you? Bake a cake. If you don't bake a cake, make a whole dinner. Lasagna's good. Do something, do what you can and know that God will bless us. We read on the screen, I know a girl and she puts the colour inside of my world. God has put colour inside of your life. Don't leave it there, but let it shine out. And may you take your colour and may you put that colour into somebody else's life. We're girls together, sisters together. God is our Father. We want to give all the honour, all the glory, all the praise. We want to decrease so He can increase. We want to be women who are on fire. We want to be women who are passionate. Come on, you should be lifting now. Come on, if you want a breakthrough in your life, you've got to lift. If you want a breakthrough, I needed a breakthrough in my life. I've needed so many breakthroughs in my life, I bet I can beat you on breakthroughs coming through. And I've had to learn how to break through. You've got to break through. You've got to lift. You've got to stand up and say, oh, I'm going to trust God. You've got to stand up and say, I'm going to praise Him. You're going to stand up that even if things hadn't changed, I'm still going to bless Him. I'm still going to be in church. I'm still going to lift my hands. I'm still going to sing those songs. I'm going to say, bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. And I'm going to love you, God, till the day I... die. We need women. We need women. We need women with the spirit of Deborah who will stand up in the midst of a situation and declare over it that our God is able. We need women who will stand up and say, God is for me. Who can be against me? We need women down the back there. We need some women who are going to say, I am going to live for my God and I'm going to serve Him and I'm going to praise Him and I'm going to tell others around about Him. We need some women who will own this Christian life. Put some colour into other people's lives. Put some colour into this church. Put some colour into the kid guy. Put some colour into every area, the young at heart. Put some colour into those older women that we can bless and we can serve God all the days of our life. Let's stand, shall we? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.